Thank you, Lord. Let's touch and agree. Let's go to God in prayer for a few moments. want to be, continue to be in prayer for uh, Kimberly Hatch and her family and loss of her mom and uh, Tamika Reed and the loss of her father. Jesus, you are able. Send your ministering angels and spirit, Lord God, to manifest itself, Lord God, and to secure the promise, the promise that you would never leave us nor forsake us, to secure the provision that you said that you would meet our needs according to your riches and glory, to secure the protection, Lord God, that you fight our battles, to secure, Lord God, our direction and destinies that is your intention for us to prosper. So go with us, Lord God, on this journey. Go with us, Lord God, in the midst of our sojourn. Be the vanguard of hope for us. Restore and renew our joy, our peace. Allow us, Lord God, to laugh and to experience you Allow us to overcome the experiences that are dark or despairing or difficult. Allow us, Lord God, to overcome suffering or sickness or sadness. I pray for my little grandson, Micah, in this moment, Lord God, just heal him. He's experiencing some discomfort. We're thankful, Lord God, for your blessings. Meet needs in the lives of these, your children. You know what their needs are, Lord God. Allow them to express them to you now in the spirit. What are the needs of your people, Lord God? Meet those needs. Touch those lives. Open doors. Open doors in Jesus' name. Close doors. Fight battles. Go before your people, Lord God. Manage issues. Solve problems. Give wisdom and insight to these, your children, Lord God that we might know you and love you and serve you and honor you and glorify you with everything we have, Lord God. Reach into us now and continue to build on us. Grow us up in you. Put wood and kindling on the fire that you have ignited in us so that the excitement might grow in us about the things of God. Mature us, guide us, protect us, Allow us, Lord God, to seek after you with everything that we have, to love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And God, give us the power to love our neighbors as ourselves. Manifest your power in our lives and allow your anointing to give us supernatural strength. Allow us to access supernatural power to make a difference in a world that needs so desperately to see you, needs so desperately to know you, need so desperately to experience you. Allow us, Lord God, to be that bridge, that conveyor belt, that, 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 that conduit, Lord God, through which people are spoken to and ministered to as a result of knowing and experiencing us because we have experienced you. Now, allow us to allow our light shine to shine on your behalf, bless the church universal, bless this church, rejoice in the Lord ministries, flourish in us your spirit, grow in us your heart, give us Lord God your passion, in Jesus name we pray, and the people of God said amen. amen. Somebody say thank you Lord. God. Uh, Romans 12 2. Romans 12 2. Good morning to everybody. Good morning. How you doing? Good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Thank you for being here. Praise God. How many are excited about being in the house of the Lord? It's a beautiful day and we're thankful to God for us, for it, and for us, us giving us this day, for, for saving this day for us and, and uh, and uh, saving us for this day. Uh, that's a blessing to be in the house. 
And uh, the old folks used to say it's a blessing to be in the land of the living. Amen. To be in your right mind. Somebody say thank you, Jesus, for sanity. I didn't say insanity. I said sanity. Praise God for calm and peace and joy and hope and provision. Amen. Uh, but Romans 12 and 2 is one of our texts today. Let's read this together. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen. And then let's read this Haggai text too. Haggai, uh, first chapter, six verse. Amen. Together. You have sown much and harvested little. You have, but never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag of holes. Oh, Lord. I think we need to read one more scripture. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Let's drop to 1 Corinthians 9 and 10. I'm serious, one more. We need some hope after that one. Let's together. Does he not certainly speak for our sake? For our sake, because the plowman should plow in hope, and the thresher thresh in hope, or sharing in the crop. If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? Amen. Got some, got some reaping now. See. Some harvest too. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. The word don't cut no corners. I just want y'all to know. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you today. You can be seated. Any first-time guests in the house, thank you so much for being here. Please do us a big favor and fill out the Connect card, that little sheet that you received that indicates, you know, your name, your address, contact information. We'd like very much to reach out to you in the near future. And we'd like to invite you back or let you know about a special event uh, that's happening in the future here at Rejoice. We will not bombard you with communication, we'll respect the information that you give us, and, uh, but we very much know, would like to know that you are here, and we very much like the means to reach out to you in the future. Is that all right? And we'll acknowledge you a little bit later in the service, and we got a little gift for you as well, our first-time guests in the house. It's good to be in this place. Amen. Amen. Very good to be in this place. I do have a few announcements, and I think I'll mention those toward the end. Amen. We'll jump right into this message today on this very beautiful Pentecost Sunday. Did you know today is Pentecost Sunday? Amen. Amen. And uh, do you recall what Pentecost involved? You know, uh, the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit descended on the disciples. Uh, the Word of God says, like tongues of fire. They were anointed and uh, appointed and endowed with, imbued with the spirit of Christ, the indwelling, you know. And uh, the prophet Joel said that he'll pour out his spirit on all flesh. Amen. So what, one of the things that we bequeath as the body of Christ, as the church of Jesus Christ, as kingdom dwellers, is the spirit. Amen. The spirit of God. Uh, this, this triune God, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So we've been sent a special presence that is willing to occupy us if we receive him through Christ. The occupancy of the Holy Spirit is what we call being born again, filled with the Spirit, being infilled by the Spirit. And every believer is occupied Amen, somebody. Every believer is occupied. Now, the question is, are you partnering with the occupant? Amen, somebody. Because you can, you can have 
a little fire up in you and just don't put no wood and kindling on it, it doesn't get any bigger. Amen. You know, it's just like a match with a little a light at the, you know, a little light at the head, but, but that, that light can spread. Somebody say the light can spread. Light spread. <laughs> we can become truly combustible on fire Amen. for God. Amen, somebody. And so, uh, so, you know, we're on a series of messages uh, entitled Seeds for Needs. And in this series, we've been talking about seed time and harvest and uh, sowing and reaping. And we haven't even gotten into the fan financial piece yet. That's not what this is about. This is about understanding what we are built for. You know, how we are cultivated, nurtured, you know, how the Spirit of Christ germinates in us, how we develop and grow and transformed and transform as a result of God being in connection and experiencing God, with God and experiencing God. There's some transformation that takes place. Can I get a witness? And we've talked about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience. We... We hear on that all the time. But I want to talk about a seed that's in your mind today. Amen. You know, Joyce Meyer uh, wrote a book entitled The Battlefield of the Mind. Amen. And uh, knowing that this was going to be a consistent battle, a battle within. Amen. So that our minds, our thinking, our thoughts might be transformed and renewed because they have been overexposed or underexposed, amen, overexposed to the things of the world, underexposed to the things of God, amen. So how do we make this shift so that the world, we're in it but not of it, the world does not infiltrate or saturate our hearts and minds and it doesn't take over where we're adulterous, idols are at the forefront. This is a culture of significant idols. You know, we manufacture them. They're coming hot off the press and hot off the, uh, the assembly lines every day. Amen. A new item, a new, you know, fascination. We get uh, magazines in the mail almost weekly with a new sales pitch a new technological breakthrough, a new, you know, uh, approach to whatever. You know, they're always making a better stove and a better oven and a better steamer and a better iron and a, a better car and a, you know, a better this and a better that. And, 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 and the pleasures and the amenities are too numerable, too, uh, too voluminous to mention. Can I get a witness? So we can be, become fascinated with what's in the world. Amen. So we're in this constant fight, this constant battle. God is trying to recapture our thoughts and, and, and our spirits and our hearts so that we can be on his side rather than on the side of being preoccupied with the world. And it's so easy to get distracted. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. So God has set up in our minds a place for himself to exist. He says, I can transform, I can renew your mind, but you got to first receive the seed and the seeds. The seeds are the word of God, and when, before we finish this series, we'll get into the soul of the mind. Amen. The receptiveness of the heart and the mind to the word of God and the very souls that uh, the seed needs in order to grow and to flourish. Amen. And, and what competes with that soul, what crushes the seed in our minds and hearts, and what allows it to flourish. But today I want to kind of deal with what the seed is trying to produce. Amen, somebody. You know, what, it, what is it trying to produce? Because we all are producing stuff whether we realize it or not. We're reflecting something. We're, we are producing and reproducing. We are reproductive beings. Amen? And so there are, we're contagious. We're spreading stuff, whether we realize it or not. 
And the question is, are we spreading good stuff or bad stuff? Are we spreading godly stuff or ungodly stuff? Are we spreading righteous stuff or wicked stuff? Are we spreading intentionally or unintentionally, wittingly or unwittingly? Are we influencing on behalf of our God in a positive way? Amen, somebody. And, and, and if we were to admit it, we move in and out of this, in and out of being productive, in and out of being God-honoring, in and out of being uh, producers for the kingdom. Amen? So, so to become a consistent producer for, this, for the kingdom, my thoughts have to be transformed. Amen. These billions of neurons that are, that, are, that are firing in our brains, there has to be some new routes, some new patterns, some new systems, some, 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 some new connections in, in our minds in order for us to be fruitful on behalf of the kingdom, to keep the things of God at the forefront. Can I get a witness in the house? So, God is seeding our minds, he's, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he's expecting a harvest, and he doesn't want a blank harvest. And he says, in essence, that if you are being sown into and harvesting stuff, you know, that if it's not according to my way, my will, amen, then it is producing something that's ultimately empty, unproductive. That's, that's that scary text we read. Amen? When you put your money in your pocket, and it's like putting it, you know, got holes in your pocket. Amen, somebody. Some, some of us know what that's like. It look, look, look like the more money I get, the less money I have. Amen? Look like the better job I get, the, you know, the worse conditions get. Uh, you know, so we're just feeding this beast that seems to be devouring everything as opposed to breaking out and breaking through and overcoming we're not experiencing that overcoming life that they talk about so often in the faith, that the prosperity theologians hit on. And they're right about God's desire for us to prosper. Amen? But the bottom line is, why is it that we move in and out of this? Why, why, why does it seem like we sow, but we don't always reap a harvest? Amen? Why is it that we, we, we eat and we still ain't fooled? Can I get with this in here? Amen. We never seem to get our feel, no matter how much we have, no matter how good it gets. We seem to want more, this insatiable appetite that is never quenched, never satisfied. You know, so, so you got wages, but, the, 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 but it's, just, just, it's like putting money in, in a bag with holes. Amen. God said it doesn't have to be like that. And, and, and Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Amen. God just simply wants us to put first things first. That's all. He wants to prosper us, but he wants us to seek the kingdom first. He wants us to get vested and involved in what he loves and desires first. He wants us to have his mind, his heart, his passion, his intuition, his wisdom, his thoughts, his thinking. Amen. And he has not made it unaccessible and unavailable. The word of God is the seed. Amen. That is built and designed to germinate, to be cultivated in our minds. It is liberating. It is delivering to get into the word of God. You know, too often we're biblically illiterate. Amen, somebody? Got real, real quiet up in here. You've been exposed to some word, but the word ain't in you. You haven't digested it. You haven't ingested it. You haven't, in many instances, meditated on it. You haven't studied it. Yeah, amen, somebody? You can't study if you don't have a pencil or a pen in your hand. Amen? So, so if, I, if I open the Word of God and I never have a pencil or, or pen, then I'm not studying the Word of God. Amen. It's not speaking to me and I'm documenting what it says, and, you know, thinking, reflecting on what I'm gleaming from it because of the Spirit of God. 
So, so, so God wants us to grow, and he's given us a mechanism to grow, but we have to grow by ingesting, digesting, reflecting, and, and pondering and on the Word of God. Amen? I can't give you what I know about the Word of God. You know, I can expose you to it. They say about 10, 15% of what you hear today, you're going you're gonna to remember. Amen? But we're tactile. We're visual. We got to see it. We got to touch it. We got to feel it. We got to do it. We got to apply it. That's how we keep it. Amen. You just can't hear it. Even though hearing is important. The Word of of God says faith cometh by hearing. So when you're up in here and you're hearing the Word of God, your faith is being built up. But that's not the only spiritual discipline that we need. It's not the only one. Now, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. Amen. But, but that's not the only thing we need. And so God is calling us to plow the field of our mind, to, to uh, reinvest in birthing the right hope, not just a hope for a better job, not just a hope for a better life, not just a hope for a better relationship, not just a hope for, for better uh, trips and, and excursions and vacations. Amen. Some folk just living for the weekend. Amen, somebody. You know, just, just living to get to a hope that, that never really satisfied. You know, you can go on enough of them cruises, and cruises get old. You know there's stuff happening out there on the water, too. You know? Getting a little scary, too. I need to be selective. Amen. Don't get out there on any, anybody's ship. <laughs> Amen. But, 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 our, but our hope can't just be about a hope for us, a hope for a better vacation, a hope for a better lunch or a better dinner, <laughs> a hope for a more exclusive restaurant. You know, it, it can't just be about pleasures and sensations and thrills and frills. Amen. And, and, and that's when it's idolatry because I don't have the things of God at the forefront. God is seeding our minds to have him first and to hope what he hopes for. First to hope for what he hopes to see in you. Amen, somebody. That should be my first hope. I got to first minister to myself. Am I, am I becoming what God wants to see in me? Am I producing what God wants to produce, produce through me? Am I active and engaged and making it happen for him, not just for myself? Because if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the word of God says other things will be added to me. Amen. But I got to seek him first. But if not, I'm going to lose it all. Amen. We lose it all anyway. When, 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 you, when you die, somebody said, I never saw a, a U-Haul following a hearse. Amen. When you die, how much you leave? Everything. Amen. The stuff that you thought was so precious, amen, they're going to be selling at flea market and stuff, <laughs> dumping it out on the track. Amen. amen. That was my favorite shiffer roll. <laughs> amen, somebody. Oh, young folk don't know nothing about no shiffer roll. That's an old term now. You got to have a little age on you to understand that one. Amen. I love my experience. It gives me a little edge. <laughs> Amen? Amen. And, and so, so, so all this stuff, you know, the car that you've been shining and shining and shining, the yard that you've been manicuring and manicuring and manicuring, that next neighbor going to come in, don't care nothing about the grass. <laughs> Dead weeds. No flowers. They may just decide to put some rocks in, just <laughs> put some boulders in here. We don't even want a lawn. <laughs> you invested your life in the lawn. Y'all know some people in your neighborhood, they invest in their lives. Matter of fact, that's their Sunday devotional. <laughs> they on their knees <laughs> to the God of the yard. <laughs> Y'all, y'all know they be sacrificing on that, on that altar. <laughs> Amen. Some folks sacrifice to the God of the clean car. 
You know, they washing their car on Sunday morning. You going in your new year to worship. They washing their car, cleaning the house. Amen. Some folk attending what they used to call bedside Baptists. Amen. You know, I'm getting some good rest. It's my, it's my time to get a little rest. Amen, somebody. That's not honoring God. That's not seeding what God wants to seed in you. He wants you to make the sacrifice, make the time, put forth the effort, invest in what he loves. He loves to see us come together and worship him. That's why he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. I'm showing up for that party every time. Every time I'm showing up for that. Whenever folk gather in my name, Amen. And whenever they come together to honor me, I'm going to be there. That's, what, that's his promise. Why would you not want to be somewhere where God says he promises to show up? Hmm? Who wouldn't want to be at that party? Amen. Some of us can think about celebrities, popular uh, personalities, entertainers, and, and athletes that we would love to be in their space. What we would probably find out if we were in their space that it wasn't an enjoyable place. <laughs> Amen. You know, I had a ch- I've had a chance to meet some celebrities and stuff like that. And one of them that I really was a little bit enamored with, and uh, I said something to him, how you doing? I said, I'm a pastor. Don't tell me nothing about that faith stuff. I said, dog, this dude dissed all of me just now. <laughs> but he a movie star. <laughs> Now, the redeeming thing was, he was about this tall. I thought he was this. You know how they look? <laughs> see, see, that's why God didn't give you no... No, I'm just... Forgive me, Lord. I ain't, see, I'm, I'm, I'm messing there. I'm messing there. That, that wasn't in the message. That was me. That was, that was me messing. That wasn't in the message. Eyes <laughs> human, too. Eyes human, too. Okay. Amen. But this is what God says in James 3 and 18, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Harvest of righteousness. So what is it that God wants us to produce? Amen. What, What is it that he wants us to produce? In Psalm 126, it says, those who sow in tears shall reap in shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed of sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen. Sowing tears, reaping shouts of joy. You know, what does he want us to produce? Sounds like a little bit of righteousness. That's right thinking. Sounds like a little bit of compassion. That's concern for the last, the least, the lost. Amen, somebody. And then he said it produced shouts of joy when we sow this. And then in Proverbs 22 and 8, whoever sows injustices will reap calamity. And the rod of his fury will fail. So there's some stuff that we, can, we, we sow that can produce bad stuff. That's why the scripture says you're going to reap what you sow. Amen. Jeremiah 4.3, break up the fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. So there's some soil that God wants us to sow in and there's some soil that God wants us to avoid, to stay away from. Amen. Hosea 10 and 12, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap steadfast love. Amen. Break up your fallow ground for it is the time, it is the time to seek the Lord and he may come and rain righteousness upon you. Amen. Right thinking. Amen. What is it that God is really trying to do? Jesus gave his blood on the cross, died that ignominious death, that terrible, tumultuous situation that he went through, the torment, the anguish, the torture that he underwent, dying on a cross, you know, rivets in his hands and feet, a spear through his side, a crown of thorn on his head, amen, dying, the son of God for us, shedding his blood. Guess what he does that for? So that he can give us a blood transfusion. Amen. God wants to renew our blood, change 
our entire DNA. Amen. That's the spirit of Christ is in the, is, is in the process of remapping our DNA. Amen. Getting us ready to be cocooned. Amen. See, without the spirit, you can't be cocooned for heaven. Now, you can be cocooned for hell without anything. Amen. But you can't be cocooned for heaven without the spirit. That's why the word of God says you must be born again. You must receive this spiritual transfusion. You must receive the blood and let the blood cover you. So we need to invite Jesus. Just, just cover me. Come in and take up residence in me. He says, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. Open up. He wants to get in so that he can saturate your body, your mind, your spirit, your emotions, your intellect, your, wi- your will, your wisdom. Your, you know, he wants to get into your destiny and your direction, praise God. He wants to make you over this Im- image, but we got to re- receive the transfusion through the spirit of Christ and allow him to seed our minds. Amen. To birth in us new thoughts, to birth in us new ideals and ideas to birth in us new strategies and approaches, to birth in us new methods and opportunities that are kingdom-based and kingdom-blessed. Amen, somebody. Y'all with me? Amen. Amen. You, know, uh, you know, every fruit ain't good. Did you know that? Some fruits are inedible. I looked up, I looked up on Wikipedia. I said, give me a list of... Uh, all the inedible fruits. So, they, so I, got a, I got a whole three pages, a whole list of fruits that's in. But let's go a picture of a few of them. We got a few of them up here. I remember a couple of these growing right in my yard. See, you can't, don't eat that. Do not eat that. It looked delicious though, don't it? That kind of looked like a, 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 a blueberry, doesn't it? Don't eat that. Don't, don't eat that. Do not eat. No, I don't want none of that. (laughs) Those used to grow in my yard. Amen. Oh, you don't want them black eyed peas. (laughs) Amen. So there are fruits that are inedible. And if we sow the wrong seed, we are producing inedible fruit. Amen. You know, God wants what we produce to be consumable by him. He's the consumer. We're the producer. So the question is, are we producing something that is palatable and edible? Amen. Even smellable. God talks about things having a certain odor when you produce it. (laughs) You know, what does it do for his nostrils? Amen. If it's inevitable fruit, he says that he's going to burn that stuff. No matter how opulent, how palatial, how extravagant, how great, how grandiose it may be, he says that stuff is going to burn up. So the kinds of stuff that we kind of admire, the rich and the famous, the opulent estate, if it don't become a, a godly mansion, a mansion dedicated for God, he says, I'm going to demolition that thing one day. I'm taking it out. I'm making it ash. I'm crushing it, starting it over. It means absolutely nothing to me. So the very things that we pedestalize, that we think are important and nice to acquire and, you know, and all those kinds of things, God says, that stuff ain't important to me. I'm, I'm trying to get you to produce something different Amen, somebody. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9 and 10, he who sows supplies need to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Amen. So what is he really trying to produce? He told us really in the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, verse 3 through 12. This, This is what he's trying to produce. Amen. This is what he wants to see. This is what he wants unleashed, amen? Beside our, on a micro level, on a macro level, on an institutional level, on a structural level, things he wants to see come to fruition in the world through us, amen? 
He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Amen? In other words, I'm trying to get rid of proud self-sufficiency. Amen? I'm trying to get rid of, this is what I don't want to see. I don't want to see defiance. I don't want to see rebellion. I don't want to see somebody just, you know, rejecting. I want somebody to embrace me as being the authority. I want somebody to acknowledge me as being God. I want somebody to recognize that they need me. So anybody who don't don't, don't think they need God, then you're not going to produce something that God that is God-honoring. If, if I'm going to produce something, the first thing I got to know is I can't do nothing except with him on my side. I can't do anything exclusively or separately from God. So, so that, that, that manages really a whole lot if I'm doing things to glorify him, to magnify him, to lift him up, praise God. So I'm poor in spirit. I don't think I'm all of that. I don't have an ego easing God out, edging God out. I'm not, I'm not trying to get God out of the equation. I'm, clean, I'm including him in the equation on every level, praise God. So, so I humble myself. I am poor. I ain't poor spirited. I'm poor in spirit. Amen. Amen. That's what he want to produce. He want to produce a humble person. So are you humble? Or are you arrogant, conceited, prideful? You know, some of us, well, I ain't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not braggadocious, I'm not arrogant, but then you're so defensive. You know, can't, that's pride. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Can't nobody direct you or correct you. Amen, somebody. You already know. I already know. <laughs> I already know. You telling me something, I already know. You can't humble yourself. And get a repeat. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Amen. God wants hum- humility. Why? Because we're just peons in his sight. Amen. Everything you got, I gave you. You ain't producing nothing without me. Amen. Anything you try to produce, you got to use my stuff to make it. You make concrete, you got to get some stuff I made to make that. You make these seats, you got to get some stuff I put together to put that together. The paper in your Bible, you got to get my trees off the planet, process that to make some paper. Everything you got, I gave it to you. Clothes you make, you weave it out of stuff I made, amen? You ain't made nothing yet. And the stuff you do make, I gave you the tools, the resources, the wherewithal to make that. I gave you the seed, I gave you the egg. Amen, you ain't hit, made nothing yet. So, so he can't stand that arrogance, that conceitedness. He wants to produce humility. Amen, somebody. And if you think about it, the culture that we're in, it's trying to produce the opposite. You know, bullying is running rapid. Humility is nowhere near bullying. Amen. To not care and have compassion. So, blessed are the poor in spirit. N- number two. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Amen? So, he wants to combat indifference, cold-heartedness, amen, uncaring spirits in the world. He wants you to have some ability to mourn. And media isn't helping us with that. You know, so so many people died in this country. We, 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 we saw so many fictitious murders on movies and television shows until we become desensitized to having compassion. You know, I have learned to reinsert prayers for anything I hear that's bad news. Every time you hear that something, say, Lord, have mercy. Bless that family. Bless that household. Go with that, that community. Go with that school. Go with these people who are experiencing hardship. They've, they've lost loved ones. This person's just been hit in a pedestrian accident. Lord, please bless the driver and bless those who are accident victims and bless those. Recapture your sensitivity and compassion. 
somebody got shot, don't just, oh, no, somebody got shot. No, pray for the people who got shot. Pray for that person. You know, pray for people knowing Christ who may be exiting the planet prematurely. Lord, please let these folk who may be, in, in, you know, about to leave here be ready to know you and experience you and love you. Amen. You need to start praying for folk and not lose our compassion and our capacity to mourn. That's what he wants to see. He wants to see some people that can weep, some people with some compassion, some people with some mourning, some people with some caring. You know, unfortunately, we don't see that in high places. You know, folk dumping on other folk, folk ragging out other folk, folk ridiculing other folk, folk persecuting other folk, folk, folk uh, you know, attacking folk on social media. That's no compassion, no concern, no mourning. Amen? That's not, you know, compassion is when you can get into the skin of somebody else. You know, do I have that kind of skin? Amen. That's what he wants to see. So what kind of, what kind of fruit he want to see? What do, what do you want to see in the world? Number three, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Amen, somebody. The meek. Amen. You know, you know blessed are those who do not resist direction, correction. Amen. Blessed are those who aren't arrogant or prideful or resistant resistant to God. Blessed are those who are, who are sorrowful and repentant. Amen, somebody. Bless those folk. They're meek. That doesn't mean weakness. Amen. Meekness means, means I, 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 I can take it. Amen. Things don't have to be perfect. Things are not going to be perfect. People are not going to treat me like, as absolutely like I want to be treated. That doesn't mean I get an out and an option to be mean or nasty or mean-spirited or vindictive or hold a grudge. He wants to see something different in us. Amen, somebody. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Amen. That's the fourth thing. Blessed are those who thirst, who are hungry for furthering the kingdom. Amen. Blessed are those who, who see the purpose of God and, and try to help it along. Amen. Blessed are those who are hungry to see God's kingdom come, his will be done. Amen. Blessed are those who start thinking like God and thinking about how God might want to see this made or manifested or, or materialized in the world, praise God. Blessed are those who, who are hungry and thirst for the kingdom's purposes being achieved in the world. Blessed are those who work against these idols in the world. Amen. Because the thing that goes against the kingdom is adultery. The things that are above the kingdom. Things you put above God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. God, help me to kill the idols in my life. Help me to not put anything before you, praise God. Help me not to lift any cause or any purpose above your purpose and cause being achieved in the world. And help me to be a part of that purpose being achieved in the world, praise God. Blessed are the pure in heart. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart. Amen. They're not divided. They're not, you know, again, obsessed with the world. Uh, they're not condemning. They're not cynical. They're not negative. They're not nasty. They're not unforgiving. They're not unmerciful. They're full of grace. Amen, somebody. You know, so, so, so just think about the condemnatory attitudes, the, the cynical and negative attitudes that are so rampant in our culture, that, that's, that's in our cubicles across from us, and uh, that we experience in each and every day the negative thoughts and the spewing out of criticism. He wants us to check that. Amen, somebody. So, 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 so he's seeding our minds to transform our thinking, praise God, so that we can be renewed by him. So blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. These are the benefits. Now, listen, listen. When God says blessed, he said, that's, that's increase. When God says blessed, that's harvest. When God says blessed, that's reward. This, these are the things I'm going to reward. These are the things that I'm, I'm going to bless. These are the things I'm going to add to. These are the things I want to see. And when I see these things, 
That's when I can multiply you. That's when I can add to you. That's when I can bring increase in your life. That's when I can be on your side no matter what, praise God, when transformations take place in how we respond mostly to other people. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen, somebody. Just think about what that means. In other words, blessed are those who will, not, who will not compromise my truth, my purposes, my justice, my fairness. Amen. Will not compromise. Amen, somebody. They have conviction as opposed to no convictions. There are those in the world with no convictions, no real caring, no, no real compassion, no real love. Amen, somebody. And, uh, and who have this mindset like they're, where they're not peacemakers. You know, I skipped over that, but the peacemakers is another one. Blessed are those who are peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. What's, what's the opposite of a peacemaker? A mess maker. Amen, somebody. Uh, y'all looking like some of y'all ain't never started no mess up in here. Amen. Some of y'all started a mess yesterday. Started it with your, your significant other. Started it with your, your siblings. Started it with a coworker, a friend, a family member, a neighbor. Amen, somebody. You started a mess. The Word of God says, I love peacemakers. I, I bless those who make peace, those who involved in reconciliation, those involved in renewing relationships, not breaking them down, those involved in lifting people up, not insulting them, those involved in loving on people, not hating on people, those involved in caring about people, not, not putting folk down, those involved in, in loving and being merciful and kind toward people, not being condemning or judgmental, praise God. So God says, God says that he wants uh, to, to see more in us in terms of our responsiveness to him. This is what he's trying to build and see on the outside of us. Amen. But it starts on the inside of us. So Lord, I invite your blood to cover me. Saturate me. Infiltrate me. I invite your blood Transform me. Renew my mind. Fix my thinking. Develop my heart. Allow this heart of mine to begin to pulse for you. To begin to palpitate for you, Lord God. Allow, allow my heart to beat for you. Allow my heart to beat for you. Allow my heart to beat for you. Amen. Once I realize that the reason that my heart is beating is to honor God, amen, somebody, my whole perspective changes. It ain't about me no more. Amen. It's not about me anymore. It's about being a man or a woman of service. It's about caring and sharing and, and being repentant and sorrowful. It's about, it's about having an understanding of, 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 of my own pride needing to be crushed and, and acknowledging that, God, I want to be poor in spirit. God, I want to be peaceable. God, I want to be full of meekness. God, I want to be one that mourns and weeps and cares and sheds a tear every now and then that has a concern for the needs of others. God, I want to be this merciful person. God, I want to be a broker, an establisher of peace. God, I want to hold up well under persecution. In other words, I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to get them back, Lord God. I'm going to respond with evil, with good. Won't you stand all over the house? God wants to renew us, and He wants us to produce an edible arrangement. Did you hear me? He wants us to produce an edible arrangement. Anybody ever had an edible arrangement? Amen. Uh, my wife's birthday was this past week and Shalom brought her an edible arrangement. Amen, somebody. 
I got some of the fruit too. Amen, somebody. So, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So, so an edible arrangement. Are we producing something that God can consume? That God takes pleasure in? That God looks at and says, whoa, look at that. Look, look at what they're producing. What, look at the attitude they're producing. Look at, look at the attributes they're producing. Look at the disposition that they're producing. Look, look at the character traits that they're producing. Look at the personalities that's being shaped and reshaped. Looking more like me, child. Looking more like me. That's my boy. That's my girl. Amen, somebody. They're they looking more like me. I love them. That's my child. That's what God said about Job. Have you seen my child? Have you seen my, my servant? Have you seen my boy Job? He got it going on. Amen. Because his attitude is detached from the world. Things don't have to do this and that. He still stays steady and strong and deliberate and focused on me. Praise God. He doesn't lose his focus. Things can go high. Things can go low. I can be at the top of the top of the mountain or in the valley I'm still in with him because he loves me no matter what have you seen my servant David the word of God said he's a man after my own heart have you seen my servant Mary amen Mary got it going on praise God she worships me with her hair she anoints my feet with oil she lavishly pays attention to me she extravagantly loves on me have you seen my servant Paul Paul got it going on Paul will walk the streets he'll go in the desert he'll go on the storm he'll go anywhere I send him amen because he believes on me have you seen my boy my boy got it going on because what's on the inside of him is coming out on the outside of him. Then I can say to them, well done, my good and faithful servant, because they've allowed the seed to germinate. They've allowed the seed to cultivate. They've allowed the seed to be nurtured and grow and flourish. And what's on the inside comes on the outside. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for your willingness to plant a seed in me. I'm unworthy. Amen, somebody. But God wants to seed us, flourish us in him. And I want to invite somebody to make a decision today to not put this off, to not procrastinate, but come now in the name of Jesus Christ to say, excuse me, the person near you or next to you, come forward in his name and connect, connect. He's knocking on the door and he's saying to you, come unto me all ye that are laboring and are heavy laden. You're under some duress, all of us are. But he says, I will give you rest for your souls. So I invite you to step out on faith, to make a decision, to connect with the kingdom, the church, the family of God this day this day to come forward in his name as we sing as we worship as we lift up Jesus together we invite you to make a decision to connect with the church to connect with Jesus you may be new in our community seeking a church home uh, or seeking a church home we invite you to get connected today we're part of the body and the word of God says it is not good for man to be alone so he wants us connected to him and to his family to grow up together in him that's why he's fashioned this, the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the family of God, just for that purpose. So we invite you to get connected today. Every heart praying, every heart praising. Go ahead, lift him up, lift him up. We invite you to come.